welcome to the Winning Sometimes show, where myself, Clint, and Emiliano are probably about to spoil a lot of really good games. Uh, honestly, we are going to talk about some story-driven games today. We're going to do our best to stay on topic, and what that means is if you haven't played some of these games, we encourage you play them, uh, because we're going to talk about the stories, um, and we are most likely going to, uh, to spoil stuff. Uh, no, no real new games. We're not going to talk about any real new games and spoil them, so... Uh, Clint is not going to ruin the ending of Cyberpunk for us, and Ronan is not going to ruin the ending of Geshen Impact for us, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but we are going to include some spoilers in today's episode, just so you know that uh, we will keep it as light as possible, but hey, can't talk about story-driven games without the actual story, right? So, uh, Clint, Emiliano, y'all ready to spoil a few games, talk about some story-driven games? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's do it. Awesome. So, uh, you know, I say spoilers, right? Maybe that's not the best way to say it. We're going to be talking about those story-driven games. A lot of them do have twists, but not all of them. I know specifically for me, uh, some of the best story-driven games I've played um, have not necessarily had great twists. They've just been great stories throughout. Um, You know, it's like, I don't know. I can't even think of like a good book or a movie off the top of my head. I probably should have planned that out, but I didn't, um, you know, where they're just great throughout. Uh, so as far as games go, I know Ronan, we talked about this a little bit before you have a lot of games that you said you enjoyed the story with, or, um, you know, had some great twists. What are some of your top games about story and twists, uh, that you enjoy and why did you enjoy them? Well, I feel like my top story slash twist would be Knights of the Old Republic. Um, Because again, spoilers, at the end of it, like the entire game, you're chasing this bad guy, you know, trying to find where, like, like, you're trying to find him, right? I, I, it's kind of fuzzy because it's been so long, but there's a point in the game where you find out, yeah, there's a point in the game where you find out the guy you've been chasing is yourself, that you're him, like with amnesia. So it's just, you know, the point where like, you know, you find out that you're not the hero you thought you were, that you're actually the bad guy and kind of, you know, what you do from there. Um, so I, I, you know, when that reveal happened, I remember my jaw dropping and, you know, I, I don't remember like a lot of the story. Um, like I know uh, one of the side quests was taken from Mandalorian episode um, and then the, you know, the, the IG-88 a killer robot was great in that um but the you know the key thing that i remember is that you're the bad guy you know and uh that that has stuck with me you know to this day there there, there are several games that have these moments that i still fondly recall even though i may not remember you know the everything about them you know they, these key moments in this game it's like um have, you know really stuck out with me have you guys played knights of the old republic so i've played it um, actually, I'll, I'll let Clint answer that question because I have a question on after this question. But yeah, Clint, sure. go ahead. I, I, I did play that game. Um, it was a few years late. It was a few years after it came out. Um, but I had a buddy in because I was in high school when I when I played it. Um, I had a buddy who knew I liked Star Wars. He's like, "Yeah, just borrow this Xbox game. It'll be it'll be fine." Uh, and I didn't I didn't even know it existed, and I love Star Wars, so. I played it and it consumed my life. It was one of those games where every hour of the day, you know, week to week, I was thinking about going home and playing that game. <laughs> I think I think at least one grade, grade suffered from that. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I did play that. And honestly, I don't remember that game for that twist for some reason. And I'm oh, trying to think what about do you remember it. it for? I, well, I, when it happened, like I wasn't, oh my gosh, like, I'm a villain. It's like, no, I'm not a villain. I've made all, like, it's a role-playing game. You know, they had their mechanics based off of, you know, behind-the-scenes D&D calculator. And <laughs> so even even your regular shots, even your, like, laser blast, your blaster pistol, when you shoot it, there's, like, a roll check or, or a stat check on whether or not your character is, is like, actually good with pistols. Um and that was like the first exposure to D and D mechanics I'd ever had. Um, but so you're refusing to believe you are the bad guy, or no? It was like I've made all these decisions and I put myself into this game and I am this character, such that it doesn't matter. I had a past, 
and this is who I am now. And I'm going to push forward and keep being the good guy because I don't know what. Ha- so it's a redemption story. For yeah, you. exactly. I guess. Um, so it was like, but I, I'm gonna. I don't know what happened in the Starforge, you know, where Revan and Malik went to this other galaxy or this other deep, deep space, like Sith thing. And they came back and they were Sith. Uh, I don't know what happened there, but that's not me anymore. So I am back to being a Jedi, and I'm going to be the best damn Jedi, you know, the greatest good that ever existed. I I am. <laughs> what what's the uh, the D and D spectrum or the character spectrums? Lawful good, chaotic neutral, lawful good, yeah, lawful yeah, good. I, I am lawful good most of the time. So. But, that, but see, that, for, that for me, like, I like the idea that, you know, history matters and your history matters and what you did kind of, you know, it's like there's the idea of the atonement. There's the idea of, you know, um, I, I don't know, for, for me, it was like, you know, um, can you change? And if you change, are people going to let you change? You know, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that know the, the bad guy and hate the bad guy and you are the bad guy. So like they hate you, even though you're not really him anymore or, or them or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, for, for me, it just opened up, you know, I, and I know the game didn't necessarily uh, bring all those kind of things out. But in my mind, I was thinking about all these like, you know, kind of ancillary things like, you know, of the, of the rest of the galaxy and enemies and friends, you know, and it, I, I don't know, for me, it was like, like almost mind opening. Um, yeah. And then, oh, that reminds me too. Because we saw that in that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he goes to Mars. It wasn't as great. Total Recall. But Total I think recall. I like that. Total That's Recall. That's one of yes. my favorite like, movies like... ever. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, and that had that same twist, right? Where you're the bad guy, you know. Um, Wait. Even though, even though the bad guy is, you know. So uh, for me, it, it has these other, other implications apart from just being the bad guy, you know, because your interactions from then on. You know, your past interactions as, as the new you are all in a new light. So like, you know, that that element like really like, you know, um, and, and actually I've written some short stories like way, way in the past where, um, you know, it kind of plays with that idea of, you know, you imagine yourself to be this hero. But then when it comes time to act, you, you know, I have a story where where you act higher than your potential and have another story where you act lower than what you think you are. You know, and it kind of scares you. So anyway, so hold, sorry. Hold, hold up now. Yo. So you mean to tell me you, you have short stories that you have not shared with the group? Yes. You know, okay, I'll, so find them, I'll find them and I'll, I'll send them to you guys. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay. There's two short stories that, that I wrote that I, I really like. I, I, will, so. I will put them on the website. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll find them though. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, well, so, and... so for me, Nice of the Republic had that, had that, you know, like, I don't know, just that that germ that has sprouted and that continues to kind of, I think about. Yeah. For me, this, that game really demonstrated the fabric of how I play video games. Like it, like I do put myself in, that's why I can't play Grand Theft Auto because I'm never going to commit grand larceny and, you know, Grand Theft Auto and all of those things. And, and I don't want to. And so when I play a game, I'm not going to go do all the things. I mean, obviously there's exceptions in gray lines when, you know, I have done the, skyrim save and then go kill the whole village thing but like in the actual game with the continuity of my character i'm gonna be that was an alternate universe well it you know i I destroyed it i deleted that save (laughs) or i never did save exactly um which you can't do in real life but uh if anyone didn't know (laughs) um but yeah it, it was for me it's like yes there's history but who you are is a result of history. Like not only were you bad, were you a Sith that killed millions of people, maybe billions. Um, but what you did since your, you know, your current makeup, personal makeup also matters. And what really matters in real life and in, in a game like that, or that character's life, I guess, is what are the decisions you make for moving forward? And so I, I guess I believe that people can be redeemed and, and it, it, all it takes is them making the decision that they think is right in every step after their life. So, um, whether you're a convict, whether you're, 
you know, a murderer, whether you're, you know, whatever, that if you decide to, to do the right thing for the rest of your life, like that, that's who you are at that point. You used to be a bad person, you know, but it's much more complicated than that. I, I love Maybe how we philosophical this is. Yeah, let's, we don't have to go into ethics, philosophy cast, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like, no, I'm going to decide to be good from here on. And, you know, maybe I'll, maybe people have been completely destroyed and they're mad at me, Revan, you know, for what I did in the past and I'll do whatever I can to fix it. But it's the reality. But see, but, but then their reality is that, that they might want some sort of uh, revenge or some sort of like, you know, retribution justice for that. So, you know, yeah. I yeah. like because it's kind of gray. It's kind and of your like, reality you know, is that you want to stay alive, and yeah. you know, yeah. it's not like yeah. dying would help anything. And no, it's yeah, it, it's not easy. It's not a that's so totally like my. I'm gonna drop this hammer where it falls and go with that. Because what else can you do in reality? Yeah. So I think that's that's really like y'all's two point of views on that are really interesting. Um, especially considering how like we all play destiny and like centrally, like there's the crow, uh, that's in there who used to be Aldrin Solv, who used to, who, you know, and so, uh, guess, it's, guess it's kind of cool. Like, crow. Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's, that's like a complete episode that's true, that's on true. how uh, that whole okay. story arc could okay. go. Um, but it is kind of cool because I'd never thought about it before that, that archetype, that story arc there, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, you know, gets played out a lot, and I'd never really thought about it. It's like, oh yeah, like Knights of the Old Republic was kind of the first time I ever, um, saw that, and it was like the first time I got to experience like, oh, my character is the jerk here. Oh, uh, uh, you know, like Reddit, am I the asshole? Like, <laughs> oh, I was, I was, right? Sorry, guys. And so that that's fun. I like that's interesting. I'm glad we had this conversation. It was a good one. But actually, you know that 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 leads me to think: what, where, where is the first example of this kind of trope happening? You know, because I'm pretty sure it wasn't Knights of the Republic. I, I'm just maybe I'll look at it offline to see, you know, like where this idea came from, of like you know the the the, the main character being the main bad guy and not realizing it. So, I, I don't know. It's interesting to me. So I'm sure it's been played out like in literature and movies and things like that, like before. Um, isn't that Shakespeare? Like, isn't there I can't Shakespeare? think of it in anything that I've read necessarily, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Shakespeare, I don't know. I feel like Shakespeare, it, it, the the main character always knew who they were. You know, I, I don't think there was ever an issue of like amnesia or like, you know, like a a, a mastermind being the guy trying to. I, I don't know, but I want I want to look into it. I was just. We'll have to Google that in yeah. and post an update. I was throwing that out there yeah. because I skipped the English class that had Shakespeare in it, so I never read Shakespeare. So on my to-do list, yeah, please don't, please don't kill me. <laughs> don't crucify me on Twitter, oh, please. Uh, I I have opinions on Shakespeare. Um, God, wow. Yes, if this is your first episode that you're tuning into, they're all as like windy as like this one. So <laughs> strap in. So yeah, I won't I won't go into my opinions on Shakespeare. Uh video games. Uh Ronan, was there any uh any other big video games that uh Do you guys want to hop around? That you were story driven twists. Do you want to Well, well, you know, I'm looking through my list. Well, we yes, we, we should, but I'm looking through my list and I feel like a lot of what I have on my list are kind of that same kind of uh story element where you know, um like you're the good guy but then you know, are but you? you were the bad guy, you know? Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, uh, crack. How about you bring up something since I don't want, I don't want to, you know, hog the entire conversation. Sorry. You, you actually stole, like we, we, we wrote notes to make sure that we knew what to cover, um, for our lists. And, uh, Ronan, you, you have most of the ones that I would have chosen. Um, yeah. but I did put final fantasy 10 on there. Um, the game is now almost 20 years old, so I am going to talk about the major spoiler. So if you 
it's intend on long? playing FF10. I know that a lot of streamers and YouTubers play through it, and it's you know pretty fun. So if you want to go watch them play that, you know, go do that or go play it yourself. Um, but Final Fantasy X is probably, if not my favorite Final Fantasy game ever, at least in my top two. So, um, yeah, the whole story, the the ten thousand foot view of of Final Fantasy X is you're this kid, you're cocky, like sports, like professional, um, in this game called Blitzball, which is, you know let's just say soccer in a giant sphere of water. Don't ask how they can breathe. Moving on. Um, and uh, there's this big cataclysmic event that sucks him into this, like basically this wormhole in the sky by this giant like whale. And he's like, what the hell? Um, by the way, his dad had died 10 years before. Don't know where he, you know, no one found his body. And uh, he gets sucked into this new world, this like new dimension that's called Spira, and it's this weird place where magic exists, and uh, apparently his dad had been there at, 10 years before, magically, and there's this cycle where the whale comes in and destroys things like like every couple years. And so they're in a constant state of like low technology, everyone's afraid of technology, um, and you're, you're evil if, or, or, you know, it's blasphemy if you use technology. Of course, there's like a tribe of people that use technology um but it's super interesting and and there's this whole ritual where uh magic users like they're summoners so actual i guess they're summon actual summoners they summon these magical beasts called aeons anyway uh summoners will make a journey to um xanarkand which is the na the same name of the city where this podunk professional kid came from um and uh, yeah, it, the summoners go there and they die. They kill themselves. They f summon the final, like this final grand summon, and they turn into sin, and they die. Or, or well, wasn't it uh, like a specific dragon or something they summoned? I can't remember what the the summon was. Um, Bahamut. Yeah, I. Th That's think, right. I think I knew it was an iconic one. Um, yeah. So you the kid is you you're playing as titus and uh and you go with a summoner and you go to xanarkin and it's this long thing and you learn everything you learn about the world everything happens you get attached like the whole party you know the guardians of the summoner that travel with you you, you all love each other and it's like you grow your relationship grows and it's it, you learn more and and titus falls in love with the summoner yuna and uh you're like no let's not let's not kill you like let's not die and uh the whole time like everyone has given up to the fact that yuna's gonna die and along the way you learn that titus uh is a dream basically and it's it, it I, when i played this as a kid i didn't get it the first time but um in the magic world people can dream like they can power summons through dreams and so that that's what happened is that uh there used there was this big old war hundreds of years ago and the ma magician city uh was losing and so they all sacrificed themselves to be dreamers and they dreamed up sin uh and they also dreamed up their city which was Xanarkand it was sort of a tribute to like keep it going it's like keeping the dream going and they got locked into this, and they're they're just basically in eternity, stuck in this this world of dreaming sin and Xanarkin. It's like a spiteful ghost type of thing. Um, and turns out Titus is from that city. He is a dream from that city. He's a dream character from that city, and he just because of magic he got into Spira, and he you know while the while the people are dreaming. You know, and so they're like reaching out to him, talking to us, like, please end our dream, please, like, let us rest. And in the process, it'll let sin rest. And then summoners don't have to die anymore. And it's just like, I, this is way more of a of an explanation than I meant to give. But I, I realized the more I talked, I was like, oh, well, people As aren't going to understand the Wikipedia this. page. What's that? 
No, it's like you're just, it's like you're like reciting the Wikipedia page, but like <laughs> yeah. I've played it, so you're absolutely correct. Like you need that background yeah. to kind of halfway understand what's but going on. The thing is, like you've spent I mean, it's a very fun game. It's a turn-based RPG, so if you don't like those where, you know, attack, magic, whatever, then watch them do attack and then, you know, they attack you and um if you don't like that, maybe you won't that won't be your thing and you should watch it. But it's it's such a fun game. It's so well made. The story is so good. There's so much narrative, both in the world, in you know the even the accents of the characters. Um, actually, next to that. There's a, the never mind. Just there. There's like different languages and and other things. So, um, it's very cool. I love the game, but finding out that Titus was a dream was like the most earth shattering. Like. It's like what? And then also it means that his character is gonna end. Like, if you're gonna, if the whole point of the game after you find that out is to end the suffering of you know hundreds of thousands of magi- like of people that used to live in Xanarkand. Like, obviously, I mean, especially for me, I'm gonna make that choice. Like, that's for the greater good. Like, you want to end the suffering of Spira, and you want to end the suffering of all of the hundreds of thousands of people from Xanarkand. And it's like. I have to kill the guy that like I've just grown to love and like you know he's a buds and now you want him and Yuna to get together because they've you know this relationship has grown and it's just like this, this is just like the the wholesome Clint episode it's like well I want to save everyone <laughs> like that's just like ever like Clint on everything maybe we need to have a philosophy cast um but no it 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 was. It was so like such a a, a reversal is like turning all of the the players slash readers slash you know audience uh, expectations subverting those expectations in in like the most uh, in a good in, way in an impactful way yeah so um, the end of the game of course you, you succeed and Titus is like basically evaporating with everyone else as like. Well, I don't think I'm going to go that far. You should still play the game. Like, if anything, when I played this as a kid, like, I had to play it multiple times because I was poor and didn't have anything to do. So I did play it multiple times. Having that backstory, it will help you, like, understand it as you go through. But it's such a good game. Go play it. That end scene, the end scene in the credits is like, I sat, it's like a half an hour. So, you know, strap in before that last, you know, you pick up from that last save but i remember sitting there like in front of my crt tv because that's how long ago it was (laughs) that i played this you know that was the first time i played this game and just like watching the screen and the music by the way ff10 soundtrack is like nobuo omatsu is like a legend in video game music and he made that and it it he made the soundtrack for FF10 and it's so good. It's so good. I sat there for like half an hour after this, the credits finished. And I was like thinking about the game and I was like, man, that was such a good game. Yeah. So FF10, FF10 is probably ab- like, we're talking about video game twists and impactful story and whatever. Uh, that's a hundred percent gotta be in the list. Absolutely. I see, like, like I, I want to go and play it again. Cause I, I played it back in the day and I just remember that Titus was the dream, you know, and I kind of recall him vanishing, but like your synopsis, I'm thinking, man, I don't remember any of that. I, I the only thing I remember from Final Fantasy X was him disappearing and sacrificing himself in order to save everyone, um, basically. Um, so like now, now I want to go back and play it now, now that you've kind of given me this great synopsis, I'm like, man. I should play that again. Yeah. So thank you. Absolutely. It's worth it. It is probably a 70 hour game, you know, back, you know, unless you beat everything. Um, It's actually the game that me and my wife, like basically met talking about. Like I heard her talking about FF seven in the high school halls. And I was like, you play FF or FF 10, you play FF 10. She's like, yeah. And we were on the same cross country team. So it was like, we were talking about that the entire run and it was like a 10 mile run and it was like plenty of time to talk about ff10 did you spoil it for her? oh she had beaten it by that point she's way more hardcore at ff10 than i am 
she's gone through if you know about ff10 she did the monster arena she uh she beat Nestlug. she beat yeah i never did that i never did that so um there's a lot of replay value too but nowadays there's no shortage of stuff to play so i i will say um i don't think i finished final fantasy 10 because i want to say i got to like where you're at and i was just like i'm done like I, I can't i can't handle this like i can't and like it was one of those things like i just need to walk away or whatever and like it's like i'll come back in a few days and i'll finish out like the last little bit or whatever right uh and i think i just like walked away and never actually finished it i mean i know what happens and everything but i just like i got frustrated in the middle of it i was like i can't i can't do this like i can't i can't be like, cause I was kind of emotionally invested. I was like, I can't, I can't handle this right yeah. now. Like, <laughs> and I don't think I ever actually finished it. I don't blame you. It It is a long one. And, uh, if you're that invested, yeah, I could, I could totally see that. Well, Matt, what games do so, you have? That are... I, I actually, well, before we actually get to mine, I have actually a fun fact, uh, for any of you out there that watch Datto, like Datto does destiny. Um, on YouTube, he got his name from Final Fantasy X because one of the Blitzball players was named Datto. Yep. So there's your little internet trivia. It, for it's the not one of the best whatever. players. So you can actually play the game Blitzball, like you play it in the in the process of the game, but then you mm -hmm. can go back and actually like play in tournaments and stuff. Like it's a fully realized game, and you can recruit players. And Datto is one of the players you can recruit. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's your little tidbit. Um, but anyways, so for me, um, I, I've i talked about, like, I think my best twisty ending kind of thing. I'm not going to talk about because I've spoiled Final Fantasy for, like, 15, like, seven times, even though we've only had five episodes. Like, I've, I've talked about it so much, so I'm not going to go back into that. But Final Fantasy 15, if you haven't played it, spectacular. The ending um, isn't even that twisty. You kind of see it coming, but it's still like it's a gut punch uh so the game that i'm gonna talk about and i don't even know if i can spoil it is what remains of edith finch it is a story driven game it's actually if you have um xbox gold games pass with microsoft or whatever i i can't remember the name of it um that's how i got it it was free <clears throat> um like Microsoft's not paying me that to say that or anything like that, but like that's where I play a lot of games is from Microsoft. The free game. If you want to sponsor us, yeah, yeah we are listening. open. For... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone, if you want to give us money, we will accept it. Um, <clears throat> but what remains of Edith Edith Finch? It is a story-driven game, and the premise of it is that you are Edith Finch and you are returning to your childhood home that you basically haven't seen since you were a kid. Um, like her mom had like whisked her away in the middle of the night and all this sort of stuff. And you have this notebook and you're trying to like, you're searching the house. You're finding all these stories about your family, um, like your aunts, your uncles, your great grandfather, and like all sorts of, I guess you would call them mini games are in it. Like where at one point you are like, you transform into a rabbit and like you're jumping around or not a rabbit. I think you're chasing a rabbit. Oh yeah. You're an owl. And like, you're chasing a rabbit trying to eat things like, cause you're a hungry owl and all sorts of stuff. And so all these little like, um, mini games and it tells the story of her family. And so there are 12, I think like encapsulated little stories. I mean, realistically, it took me three hours to play or something like that. So it's not a, a long game by any stretch of the imagination, but it is really good. Like it's exceptionally good in like the visual storytelling, the actual storytelling. Um, and so I don't even know what I could say to spoil it because like there's a dozen little stories in there that um, each one of them is worthwhile. And it paints this picture of this family that has all sorts of like it touches on like a lot of little subjects like, um, you know, how one of them, like one of the family members, you're like really kind of confident. It's like, oh, this guy had a severe mental illness or whatever and so you kind of get some uh touches on that and like there's all these other little things and so if you haven't played it um and you have the xbox 
Gold. What what is it called? I don't even know. Xbox Game Pass. It's Game Pass. Okay. All right. So if you have Game Pass, um, grab it while you still can. It's free. Um, it's a short game. Spend a, uh, an afternoon playing it. Um, I really liked it. You may hate me for recommending it because it is slow. Like there is no sprint in it. It's from a first person view, and you walk very slowly. I was gonna but say it's. I enjoy. Welcome it. to the walking simulator group no fit <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely but yeah. it's a two-hour walking simulator instead of like a 30-day walking simulator um that's the one edith what remains of edith finch that's the one where her family has like some kind of superstitious curse where they're they die in strange ways like that's the whole thing about their family yeah. it's like oh well the finches die um are cursed yeah and uh so she's going through the main character you are going through this like old finch house that's like got add-on of an add-on it's got like you know the uncle added a, an additional like freaking observatory tower to like part of the house and like so you're like going through the house your your mom was trying to get you away from the family just because like the whole curse was like putting you down she didn't want to raise you it, yeah there's a whole history in there of kind of like family stress and and there it touches on loss it touches on mental illness it touches on i think it touches on suicide a little bit it's very light but yeah be aware yeah, if it that's is, but it's there yeah if that's the thing that you're um that you have trouble with or or it's a sensitive issue for you um but it is it's very raw emotionally i think um and the all like the, the little mini games you're talking about are like literally she's going in and she's empathizing like she reads the journals of all of her family members that she never knew or she knew very like briefly as a kid um i i did play that and i i freaking loved it like it's so good um i love how sweet and short it is and i love how much story there is like beyond what they tell you in like narrated sections or the mini games in which you're going through a you know rail path you know what's that linear path and you're the owl and you have to kill you know get the, the mouse or whatever um but then you can also explore the house and the house is so interesting it's like a lemony snicket kind of thing where it's like it's been there a long time there's little nooks and crannies and the developers really spent a lot of time like just building that house it's so good and the uh the challenge i will say for those of you who have not played it and are thinking about picking it up um, is to answer the question of the title. What does remain of Edith Finch? So once you finish the game, what's the answer to that question? There is actually a real answer. Like, I'm not just, like, being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realize that's in character for me, but uh, no, there's, there's a real answer. Um, so and it, it's kind of thought-provoking. Um, I, would, I would love to have conversations without, like, for people who have finished it, like, conversations about that game because i really really um enjoyed it so i guess like my my big game story driven game is uh final fantasy 15 and then edith finch on top of that so if we're gonna um you know if we're gonna have if i get a multiple choice i guess i don't know and i want to play it now too like i haven't played it yet but you should um, like i i've i've seen it and i've liked the style i just haven't had a chance so yeah, it's um it's not a new game. I want to say it's like 2016, 2017, something like that is when it came out. Um but it's like I don't I mean, I have a I have a terrible memory for like video game graphics, but um it looks like I mean it still looks pretty good. You can tell it's a it's a stylized kind of art and everything like that, but the visuals are not so outdated as to be as to take away from the experience. So yeah. Um if you're if visuals bother you, this one is still new enough that the visuals are still going to be solid. But yeah, so <clears throat> um, no, I'm not. Okay, sorry, I I, I kind of am not going to go into that. Never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. To spoil anything else, I'm not gonna actually spoil something because there's something I want to talk about, but we'll talk about it later if necessary. But <clears throat> um, so those are, I guess, uh, we talked about some like twisty things. Um, 
Emiliano, like, as far as just pure story, like, n not necessarily something that has a twist, do you have any game that just, like, I don't know, tugged on your heartstrings, uh, just like a super story-driven? Because I know you were talking about Knights of the Old Republic with the twist, um, but I kind of want to know what, what story really got to you. You know, um, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before in another podcast, but um, for me, like the and this this was probably the first game that I played that like had a story that I was invested in, because I think prior to playing this game, all the other stories just I never really connected with or, you know, there wasn't really a story. But um, the very first God of War on PlayStation 2. Um, you know, you know, the, the story of, you know, this, this guy that, um, has his family killed and goes out for revenge. Basic, that's the, the basic story of it. Um, you know, just really, uh, his struggles with his family and trying to honor them, you know, and then, the, and then on top of that, the Greek mythology was so well told and kind of incorporated with the story and the monsters. I feel like that game, um, like that, that is like the first game where I realized that games could be more than just video games. You know, they, there, there could be emotion, there could be story and there could be investment. And that was God of War was the first game. You know, it, it also had press X to have sex, which was fantastic <laughs> at the time. But, um, you know, the story of like, you know, cause of uh, betrayal, you know, of love, um this show is for I, mature audiences yeah <laughs> but yeah god of war one like for me was like you know had everything in it and it really kind of opened my eyes to what video games could be you know and i i remember like playing that and just that kind of oh that that really took up a lot of my my time you know even after i finished playing it i wanted to play it again you know i started looking up stuff about it you know i started looking up greek mythology stuff um yeah, um, and I feel like I've played every God of War game since that one. Um, they haven't all been as great as that, um, just the story and everything. But um, like the new God of War has also been amazing, if you haven't played that one yet either. That's but the, the uh, original Dad of War, right? The Dad of War, Boy. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I actually haven't played that. Uh, that it, also. It's on my entertainment center downstairs, so mm. no spoilers for that. Oh, it's... It's great. Um, but yeah, but the original God of War for me was that, you know, it had everything. And oh gosh, how old was I when I first played it? I don't know. That came out. Uh, oh, I have it here. 2005. <laughs> so, the first one came um, out in 2005. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that old. I didn't yeah, realize 2005 it was on the play new. PlayStation 2. I thought it was like, oh, yeah. two. <clears throat> I, uh, well, in my notes, I had it came out in 05 um, hmm. for, I believe for PlayStation. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, that would have been college. Um, so, and I, I, I bet that I failed some, some, no, actually no, that wasn't college. That was after college. Never mind. Um, so you couldn't fail any classes over it. No, but I did feel, I did mess up some classes because of video games, but that's, that's another, another story. That's a podcast. Um, uh, we should talk about that. Yeah. It's a whole <laughs> classes a failed whole because yeah. of, I worked, uh, I worked at GameStop yeah. during college. So. I got oh man, that's oh wow, plenty of choice, yeah. yeah, plenty of opportunities. Let's say that. Yeah, but have you guys played the original God of War? Because I know it's kind of dated at this point, but so I have never owned a PlayStation, and so okay. one of my big regrets is that the God of War series has been off limits to me. Thanks a lot, Sony. Sony, if you're listening and you want to make God of War compatible on all devices, we are also <laughs> accepting that. We're just hitting up all the manu manufacturers today. Um, so no, I, I mean, that's what everyone tells me is like the story is absolutely great in the God of War series, but unfortunately I've just never been able to play like any of them. So, yeah. which sucks. I, and I have I, I not played wanna... it beyond testing oh. out PS2s, trading in PS2s at GameStop, whether or not you, know, you pop a disc in to yeah. see if it works. And, uh, mess around with the controls and then get to the first part on the ship where it's like press X and I'm like, uh, uh, not safe for work. Turn off. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that happens at the beginning. I think so. I don't know. I don't know yeah, which God of War it was. Fairly I, early on. I think it was one. 
Yeah. It's been a while. Like I said, and a lot of these games, I don't remember everything. I just have the general like feeling and the sense of, of, of what I felt or what it kind of did to me emotionally. And that was one that I felt really resonated and uh, really hit me. So, um, and like, and, and even that has had kind of like those, those bad, good guys kind of storylines. Like, um, have you guys ever read Preacher? N- not the sh- I haven't seen the TV show, but the actual book. Cause that has yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the Saint, Saint of Sinners. sinners? Uh, the Killer of Saints. Killer Saint of Killers. Saints. Yeah. Who kind of has a similar storyline as, uh, you know, from God of War. Um, and that's also, and he's an excellent character. His, his, yeah, I'd never made too. that connection before. So, um, yeah, just that idea of, you know, the, the guy that wants to do good, but, you know, it, it, the, it, you know, it's forced upon him, you know, to, to be the kind of the bad guy. So, anyway. yeah. And if we want to talk about like character twists, like that book has like 20 of them, like, the Preacher of the so, Comic so Book, I have not watched any of the games, but like Preacher of the Comic Book is yeah. solid, oh, like man. really good. Pretty heavy, but There's good. So uh, Garth Ennis, like I, I have several favorite writers. Garth Ennis is one of them. Uh, Warren Ellis. Um, even Bar Michael Bendis, he's a little talky sometimes. Um, Neil Gaiman, you know, all these guys just, man, their stories. Kurt, Kurt uh, Busiek, Busiek, I can't, I don't know if pronounce his last name. I'm not but, familiar um, with him. Yeah, he has a lot of good good stories too. Astro City are, is his line line of books that are really excellent. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm sorry, off topic, but um, as a quick kind of aside from 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 um, going off going off of God of War, but um, kind of several other sto- games that I had in mind that kind of had the the you're the bad guy, you know, um, just kind of real quick. Um, if you're not talking about them, we can. But Bioshock. Had had that idea of where you're the bad guy, um, modern warfare, the level no Russian specifically kind of had that idea too, and then infamous, where you know, again the main bad guy is well spoilers you from the future. So um, really, I don't know. I like so that I'm idea. Not, I, I'm that, not familiar with infamous. Is that um, it's a PS exclusive? Is that like a first person shooter? Is it? RPG. It's a third-person open-world uh, RPG. Yeah, kind of behind the back. It had a lot of parkour elements, so it was it was like an Assassin's Creed kind of type of game, but with superpowers. Um, so time travel Assassin's Creed? Kind of. But, I mean, you don't time travel. You just find out at the end that the guy, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to fight is you from the future. <laughs> so. so out of game, you time travel. Yeah, yeah, and and the and the reason he comes back is because something happens in your life, and he came back to try to make you stronger, to deal with it. So it's, you know, the idea that you're trying to do good, but in order to do good, you do all this bad. You know, that's like a very a boy named Sue kind of mentality there. Boy named Sue. Uh, that's, Johnny Cash uh, song. Boy named Sue. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't. I'm not familiar. I, never, I never mind. I- ignore me. Ignore no, 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 no. me. Maybe no, no, like no. one person will. It's, you said I, it's do you not know that song? Hmm? Y'all really have never heard that song. I haven't. No. I don't know. So I, I, I've heard Johnny Cash, but I, uh... yeah. Yeah, a, a boy named Sue is a song by Johnny Cash, where basically he is a boy named Sue, and he talks about how his life sucked because everyone picked on him because he was named sue and like his whole life and then one day he in his because his father left when he was little and the only thing he ever gave him was the name sue and at the end of the song he meets up with his dad and he like you know he gets in a fist fight with him because he's like you're the jerk that named me sue um in more colorful language and so finally he um pulls his gun on him, he's gonna kill his dad but then he says like you know uh you whooped me, and the whole reason you were able to do that is because you had to be tough, to, you know, and I knew I wasn't going to be around, so I named you Sue so that you could be tough because I wasn't going to be in your life. And Johnny Cash ends the song by saying, it's like, you know, I took a, uh, you know, I thought about it, I gave him a hug, and if I ever have a kid, I'm going to name him anything but Sue. <laughs> and so, so yeah, boy named Sue. Awesome. It's a, uh, yeah, classic, classic Johnny Cash. Yeah. Johnny Cash is one of those genres, or I, 
classics that I never engaged with. And like, I like some of the songs, but I've never really listened to the backlog of like actual, like, yeah. What would you call it? Folk country? Like almost like, yeah. The, what, what made him famous? Yeah. The ballad Western style of songs. Like I love that stuff. That stuff is so, so good. Um, we don't have enough like contemporary musicians that do that. Or maybe I just don't listen to them. So I don't know. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, you should check out Corb Lund. Corb Lund? Yeah, he is, uh, he's a Canadian country western singer. Corb Lund and the Hurton Albertans. Okay. Um, I'm going to make you put that in the Discord so I can remember. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll drop it in cool. there. Um, well, I... Moving right along, I think I... I also had I had one more game because I couldn't think of too much and run install all mine, but um, sorry. A more recent game, so I'm gonna have to tiptoe around this is Fallen Order, Star Wars Fallen Order, um, which I am drawing a complete blank on why it's a twist. I mean, it doesn't have to be I, a I twist. I played it, so I don't about, know. Yeah, I haven't played it either. Oh shoot. The the last Star Wars game I played was the the other Star Wars one where you're... Oh, I remember. I Sorry. All right, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. <sighs> okay, so if you've been on the internet at all in the last two years, you probably know this twist. So this one is probably a legit spoiler. So if you're going to play that game or you plan on it and you haven't seen anything about it, spoiler alert. And I'll, I'll probably talk about it for at least two minutes. So maybe skip ahead for two minutes. But um, so Star Wars Fallen Order, you're the last Jedi or the last Jedi that you know of. Um, you're a Padawan that survived because your master made sure you survived. I don't want to spoil that either. <laughs> Play the game, damn it. Um, anyway, you, you're hiding. You're like a ship scrapper for you know, five years, I think it was after. So five years after order 66, all the Jedi are dead that you know of. You're completely isolated. Uh, the whole thing gave you PTSD. So you're, or the character is um, cut off from the force. And so you, the whole game, that's like perfect place for a player to start. You're like, you're fresh, you're new, you have very limited force powers. And as you play, you unlock things and, and you level up and you, you get stronger and you can do cooler Jedi things. Um, well, you're working with a former Jedi um, to try and find a data pad or holo... holocron. Can't holocron, remember what they're called. Yeah, that's a... yeah it, it's the a horcrux. No, <laughs> it's a holocron. Is a is a a force data device. So it's like it uses the force to store way more data than is possible with uh, technological means. So it has every single padawan and for or, or no force potential so every force potential child that the jedi order knew about at the time of order 66 is put into this holocron and so that's you know huge like you could revive the jedi um if you could find these and you can also save those kids because if the empire gets a hold of this data they're gonna go either turn them into sith or kill them so um you're like working with this Jedi, you're going to this base that is a torture room for, or like a torture base, like a, a re-education facility for Jedi that are captured. And Padawans and whatever. Um, and you're trying to free someone, I think. I Actually, I'm not, I'm fuzzy on that detail, so go again, go play it. But um, who shows up but Darth Vader? And it, like, you don't expect it. Like, this game is made by EA. I guess part of the surprise for me was the fact that EA, um, who yeah. has owned the license for, exclusive license to build Star Wars games for the last six, seven years, and they have done F all with it. Like, they've made Battlefront, which is a microtransaction mess. They're trying to nickel and dime gamers and Star Wars fans for everything they've got. And they've just done a such a what? shit job at actually what's, building what's their goods. Quote? What's that? What's what's their quote that they said that the reason that, you know, it's it gives the gamers a sense of 
sense satisfaction. of satisfaction. Pride and accomplishment. Yes. Pride and accomplishment. There you go. There you go. Sense of pride and accomplishment. Yeah. That's that's their line for microtransactions right. to, and loot to, crates to, and crap. Yes, to do literally more menial work in a video game to get your next level up than a you know the most menial job you can think of. Anyway, um, I don't want to disparage any jobs out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you don't expect EA to make a game that's one connected with any like major Star Wars characters or lore, and then you don't expect them to do a good job. So when you're playing this and Fallen Order, to, for me, is such like they they it was such a a freaking work of love. Like these developers love Star Wars. They're doing it justice. They're they're respecting the new trilogy and the the new Disney crap. I'll st- stop there. Um, but they're they're like invoking all of the old like lore about star wars expanded universe you know they're they're nodding to a lot of stuff and then you you know you, you're going through this and it's it feels just like old star wars games where you actually feel like you're a jedi or you know you know what you're supposed to be padawan who has no trainer um and you're figuring things out you're having force visions you know you're doing all this cool stuff that's like oh, this is star wars this is actually star wars and then you forget about the fact that i don't know I don't I don't know where I was going with that, but you 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 get to the place and you're at the peak, the very peak of action in the story. You know, you're what is that Act Three or Act Four, and everything's all the shit's going down, and then you meet Darth Vader. Which, if you've watched Rogue One, it's a similar thing, but they kind of threw it in there as fan service. Not to say that scene wasn't great, if you know what I'm talking about, where Darth Vader appears in the the ship and it's the same thing as um the beginning of star wars where vader walks into mm-hmm. the through the mist and is talking with the stormtroopers but this time darth vader's actually kicking ass and he's like killing all of the rebels in rogue one it was the same kind of thing but not only are you this character that you've been playing for the last 40 hours uh and you care about everything but you're you're going against darth vader and it's a game so you actually have to do it and it's like what do you do but run? Darth Vader's the most powerful Jedi, like force being in the universe at the moment, or you know the known universe at the moment. It was like, as a Star Wars fan and an expanded universe fan and just a kid who loves Star Wars, like that was such a great moment. And I was like, I'm running as fast as I can. It's like it, it the game just put me right in that moment, and I felt like a mouse in you know in a field with a 50 foot tall owl and i'm like you know to draw on past imagery right. <laughs> uh it, it was just so good and and yeah go play that game it's my favorite star wars game in the last 15 years probably for sure so i want to play it what, what i'm hearing here is that the twist was that it's an ea game that wasn't a microtransaction yeah. hellhole <laughs> maybe that's why i should have thought about this this one a little before I added it to the list, but yeah, it, it, at least what happens in the scene in, in the, the sequence where you're running from him, like it's still impactful with the story. Like it, it's such a good, a well-designed quest. So it's after did, a boss battle too. Force so like, you're like, by any chance? Pump, your heart's pumping with adrenaline from beating that boss. It was not, not easy. Um, <laughs> and it's like, well, what else could go worse? Well, Darth Vader's here now. Surprise, motherfuckers! Hey, uh, uh, Matt. Uh, sorry, Clint. Did you play um, Star Wars um, Force Unleashed by any chance? I did. How how, and... how, how would you say it compares to to that to this? Because I remember, I remember liking I actually... the first Force Unleashed. I never, I never played number two. Yeah, I did play the first Force Unleashed. I don't know if I beat it though. I definitely read like Wikipedia and watched, you know, some spoilers and stuff um for the lore, but I don't remember why I didn't really, you know, kick off with the game either. I think actually Minecraft might have been taking over my life at that point. <laughs> and I <laughs> I just wanted to play Minecraft with my friends, but um how does it compare? I'm just wondering because I, I haven't played Fallen Order yet, and I want it, to. But... Like gameplay wise or story wise? 
uh, both. Okay. Gameplay-wise, it's much tighter. Um, I will say, I talked about this in my Games of 2019 video um, last year, that if you don't understand that there's no, like, action cancellation, so as soon as you press attack, he goes through the full motion of swinging the saber, um, oh. and you can't do anything until... Like, you can't, you can run, kind of, um, but you can't do anything until he finishes that swing. So if you realize that every button you press, like, you can't button mash. Like, you will have a yeah. hard time. And I, I didn't realize that the controls were really tight and that, you know, if I'm literally swinging a sword, that I can stop swinging it or stop pushing it in the middle. <laughs> you know, I whatever, I'm ranting about that mechanic. But as soon as you understood that that mechanic exists, like, it's a lot easier. Um, and you can actually figure out that you have to time your actions, like, um, yeah. So that made it a lot easier, and and but I was struggling until then because it gets harder and harder as you go. And if you don't understand that, and I was ranting to my buddy a bunch, like, oh, this game, yeah, I literally love it, but uh, it sucks. I hate this. I actually remember those rants. Yeah, like I remember you talking about that. I was like, oh, how's that going? Like, oh, I was like, well, I'm sorry. I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it yeah, it got better. Cuz I got I got good or a little little better at least. Get good, bro. Yeah. Um but I also was playing on Jedi Master difficulty, which is like hard. I think there's easy, normal, and hard. Uh it was it was the middle. It was the middle. Don't give me that. Don't give me that look. I know. I'm it like, was the middle oh, difficulty. So I hate Cuphead, but I tried to beat it on the hardest difficulty. It was one up from the uh, from normal. So, um Sure, I, sure. It was, it's, it's on me okay I, I get that it's on me that I, I made life difficult for myself but you couldn't change it I don't think that might be an well, excuse when you play I don't God know of if War, you could change it halfway through try it on normal first because uh, that takes some getting used to as well The it's it's combat system so yeah FYI I think well for, yeah Force Unleashed was ridiculous like they just took everything and turned the dials up to 11 um, on lore yeah. story, you know, this podunk guy that is literally stronger than Luke Skywalker, who's supposed to be like the fulfillment of the entire Star Wars prophecy, you know, which I guess is debatable if it exists, but that's a Star Wars thing. Moving on from that. It was just a fun um, game and had cool powers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've never played any Star Wars games really. Yeah, but speaking of Microsoft, I think Force Unleashed is on Game Pass right now because of the EA deal with Microsoft. Oh yeah, EA I Play believe. is on is on yeah. Game Pass. So, uh, which is pretty cool. Microsoft, if you're hearing this, sponsor us. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> Does Microsoft even sponsor like content? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, or if they do, it's no one I've ever seen. So. Right. That's it. So Microsoft we just need to be the first <laughs> content makers. That's why we're not getting <laughs> sponsored by Microsoft. Yeah, that's, that's totally it. That's totally it. Uh, all right. Well, so for me, I mean, I could apparently I don't play a ton of games. I feel like y'all play way more games than me because every time we bring this up, I'm like, well, Final Fantasy 15. Um, <clears throat> but um, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up here. So uh, remember, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We appreciate everybody who listens, especially if you made it this far into our uh, our show uh, as we spoil all the games for you. That's what we're here for. You're welcome. Uh, but remember, you can always catch us. Um, we have a website. It's winningsometimes.com. Uh, all of our links to social media, all the links to the um, the videos that we put on YouTube. I couldn't think of the word YouTube. Um, <clears throat> we put them on YouTube. We put them on Spotify. All the links to that are on the website. We are also on Twitter at um, W Sometimes Show or at, at W Sometimes Show. I don't know. Like, the whatever. You know what I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we occasionally stream on Twitch, which we really need to get, get on that more. We need to make sure that... Uh, Ronin gets into a Minecraft server, and we uh, we teach him how to how to Minecraft. Uh, but again, we do uh, appreciate everybody tuning in, um, and stay tuned for episode six, which will be out at some point in a couple weeks, something like that, a week. I don't know. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we will catch y'all next time. Bye.
Bye. Bye.